Hello and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. It's Mike here, as ever. I'm just here to say thank you for listening. Uh, summer's almost over. I hope you enjoyed your summer. Didn't spend all of it listening to us, but I kind of hope you did. Anyway, we are always grateful for any ratings and reviews that you could leave on your podcast app of choice. And we always like to receive feedback from either of you. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Billowing Hilltop. And of course, as always, you can email us at hello at billowinghilltop.com. I have no other news, I have no other information, uh, so let us press on with more adventures for our gallant gang in the lair of the Mind Flayer in episode 55, Get Your Goat On. Oh, I had a thought the other day. Yeah. I had a mm-hmm. thought. Should we, have, should we talk about my thought? Why not? Uh, okay. Uh, it's, well, it's more of a sort of Dan, I think it's actually Dan's thought, but it's, it's become... So it's second hand. I'll explain it. It's obviously I'm I'm all for it, whatever it is. Okay, it's it's everybody should send me <laughs> two hundred pounds. <laughs> no, the, no, the thought is that belongs combat, to you. right? We were I, I was I was listening I was listening back to some of this. Well, I was thinking, and Dad has mentioned this before, that it would be interesting to see Dungeons and Dragons combats played out at the speed that Dungeons and Dragons combats take place at, mm. rather than the speed at which you play them at. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought. Well, we've got a podcast. We record all of our stuff. Right. This is the thought that occurred to me. So we should do a thing. <laughs> an where edit. We record. Yeah, we should do an edit where we literally give each. Just I mean, a, I don't a think series of instructions. Yeah, I don't think. Well, it's just like the sound of dice rolling and people going hit five points, <laughs> miss <laughs> eight points, strike, move. I don't know. I mean, we should give it a shot anyway. Six <laughs> seconds. Straight if we, if move. I, <laughs> The high round is compressed in six seconds. <laughs> if I do it, I'll stick it at the end of what episode is this? F- episode fifty something. I like that idea. Actually, I think that's a very I'm, good. Idea. If I can I be bothered, should, I will I think... stick. I will stick an edit of a fight on the end of this episode as a as a an Easter egg. Yeah, well, it's not much of an Easter egg if you just told everybody. Explain what it is. Yeah, <laughs> no, you, you, you want you want Dan it's a bonus doing, episode. Just, you know. Hmm. Newly okay, discovered, uh, newly discovered tapes from the annals of the, you know, DDR what are the bits files. At the end of uh, Marvel things, they have lots of. <laughs> yeah. You have to scroll. Yeah. Th- this is annoying me, by the way, as I do my Marvel thon. Yeah, <laughs> is at the end of each one, you're like, oh no, I can't just stop. I have to now yeah. fast forward to see what happens. Mm. Ant Man, by the way, I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. That's what. That's where I've got okay. to, and I thought it was actually pretty good. It's much more self-contained than the others. Mm. Uh, better script. More funny. Only, I mean, 15 minutes of robots hitting each other right <laughs> at the end. Generally, you know. Yeah. Anyway, there we are. Oh, talking of movies. By the way, sorry. We should start playing D&D in a second. D&D in a second. Um, the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, somebody, some wise person has, going through either a copyright registration site or, or something, has unearthed the story. Uh, now, let me see if I can find it because I uh, on social media <laughs> earlier. Yeah, somebody's found like a, a um, an unauthorized somewhere on some sort of technical server. They've found the the the, the synopsis of what the Dungeons and Dragons movie is going to be about. Do you want to hear uh, it? Oh God, no, yes. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 Johnny, it. Johnny, on. it's the description that would be on the back of the DVD. No, I don't, I don't want to know. I'm going to switch. Okay. Close my You're ears. literally you not going to look at the poster cupboard. or watch. Any... <laughs> I'll go, go into, into the, the broom cupboard. cupboard. Yeah, but I'll hear it when. I... Mm. Well, come, someone will come no, and get you when, when. Johnny, this is this is what I'm you going would to the get. If... Johnny, right. whoa, whoa, slow down, Johnny. This is <laughs> okay. <laughs> Johnny, I don't think understands what I'm about to do. An ex. Can we lock him in the broom cupboard? An ex Harper th- turned thief escapes from prison with his partner, a female barbarian, and reunites with a no-talent wizard and a druid new to their team in an effort to rob the cheating conman who stole all their loot from the heist that landed them behind bars. Oh, I like it. yeah. yeah, and you uh, so th- that landed them behind bars and used it to install himself as the Lord of Neverwinter. Only the tr- only the traitor is allied with a powerful red wizard who has something far more sinister in sh- in yeah who has something far more sinister in store. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it could be worse. I'm saying could, it could be worse. It's I'm going to reserve judgment. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the sort of it's grounded, but it sounds like a Marvel mm. movie. It's the same with me. It's the same old yeah. problem, right? It's like Ant Man, although Ant Man was fine. But mm. it starts with this guy. Oh, he's a bit of a thingy. He's a bit of a chancer. He's got problems. He's moved out of his apartment. He doesn't know what to do. In <laughs> an hour later, he's flying around New York uh, with robots hitting each other. So that's what it's going to be. But anyway, mm. 
Right. How long do you think he'll wait in the broom cupboard? Oh, I don't know. We should tell him to come back. I'll go. Hello, Johnny. Hello. Yeah, we're ready for you. All done. Hello. Okay. D and D. Uh, where were we? Who is going to do the recap? Paul did last week. I'm going to roll a D4. I'm going to go round the table. And the recap this week comes from one, two, three, four. Johnny, can you recap what you know about the D&D movie? No, Johnny, can you? <laughs> what happened last week? Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, we started the session with um, <laughs> sessions stuck at the eastern part of the cavern, mm-hmm. surrounded by monsters, including this horrible sort of jubilex type thing in front of him. Bugraft had just been healed by Sessions's double and had just stood up uh, an in, in the middle of an insect swarm. The others were all in the northern part of the chamber trying to fight the fight this sorceress and another of these sort of drow type things. Eventually we uh, the yeah. sorceress ran uh, we, we managed to get rid of the insect swarm. The sorceress ran to the south of the room. Bugraft attacked her and killed her probably with the assistance of other people <laughs> probably yep uh, the jubilex thing came towards i well, can't when, remember when, what when, happened when you killed the, well yeah you can't when you, when the when the sorceress was killed oh, yes. the jubilex thing disappeared it, yes that's right yeah, that's right and then that's we right. all cowered in the northern yeah. chamber yeah sessions did a um spirit guardians yep uh some of the guys with the the drow Ran off down to the south. Drought. Oh, okay. Yeah, the people you think. And then there's some sort of zombies things that uh, were goaded out of this uh, prison in the south part of the The chamber. What do you think are zombies that are zombies? Yeah. Yeah, and they they seem to be. We maybe there's some prisoners or something that we can't see, and not quite sure how that relates to the zombies. It looked like there were some figures that were very hesitant but eventually ended up in a combat with the zombies of some sort and the zombies as it were having stood at the uh, little fence the little set of railings and the gate that lead into this cavern and look rather threatening have retreated back inside their cavern perhaps because they were attacked by persons unknown yeah and last thing that happened yeah so we were it, at one point, it was looking really ropey for us, but somehow we've managed to turn the tables and... Yes. Um, yeah. And then the Naga came. I'm a bit low on resources. Just as we started to rest, I think. Yeah. So we've done a short rest. Yeah. You had a short rest. You ran it through minute by minute, rolling dice, trying to keep the amount of time that you um, rested down to a minimum. Just as you had got to the end of about, I think, about two or three minutes of resting, the Naga reappeared... Uh, its eyes crackling with magical energy, its forked tongue flickering, full of malevolence, and it, it sort of hissed something nasty at you. And that's where we begin things. But what we need to do, for starters, is Parker, if it is the real Parker. You can see this, Naga. Can you give me an insight check? Uh, 13, an 18 in total. Get the sense that the Naga is uh, putting a brave face on things, perhaps. There's a little bit of doubt behind those uh, little crackling, malevolent eyes. Now, I think we should roll initiative, though. I'm going to roll for the Naga. Okay, I've got a number that I'm going to set. And then let's go around the table. Uh, let's start with Bugraft. Uh, 20. Burple, what did you get? 17. Uh, good evening, reader. Take a seat. Paul isn't with us, and we are going to... How, how, how are we going to run uh, Alessandra? He said I could run out. Yeah, I think I think we all agreed that Johnny would run run her. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So, Alessandra, what initiative have you got for her, Johnny? Thirteen for Alexandra. Okay, I'll open the couch again. It's plus three, I think. That's a sixteen. She'll get in front of Bugroth as a kind of shield. <laughs> yeah, Parker. <laughs> I rolled an ele- Well, I rolled an eight plus three is eleven. Sessions. Uh, twenty-two. We're all pretty fast. So sessions. I mean, you can't see this, Naga. You're tucked away in this little alcove at the north Mm -hmm. of this cavern. But you can see Parker react. And Parker says, it's the Naga. And he's not looking as confident as he thinks he is. (laughs) (laughs) Who wrote this dialogue? Okay, great. Um, Sessions, what do you want to do? Okay, well, I will um, 
step out to next to Parker in the mouth of the little cave we're hiding in, then I think I could have a sight of the Naga. So I will do um, Toll the Dead or Tumbling Dice on it. Wisdom DC 14. As you do that, the Naga sort of goes... Anyway, yeah. What's the? Is there a saving throw? Oh uh, yeah, wisdom DC fourteen. <laughs> fourteen wisdom save. It's a brilliant. It argon, makes that save. Uh, okay, with a nineteen. <laughs> sorry about that, mate. And I step back into my. Um, <laughs> sorry about back that. Back into Oops. my pocket. <laughs> That's it. There's no. Um, there's no half damage or anything. No like half okay. damage. I don't have that um, potent cantrip. Buggy, Uncle Buggy. I am moving do, 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 up do, do, to the do. small rock pedestal to the southeast, or a boulder, or whatever it is. I've used up all my rages, so I can't rage anymore. Okay. Rest. Uh, I'm throw. I am going to do a, a cleric spell. So I'm going to do guiding bolt. Yes. Um, it's radiant damage, and I need to make a spell attack at plus five. So I'll roll this and add five. So, uh, nine. <laughs> what? Nine is a miss. What? what? Um, it was all going so well. It was. <laughs> and then was. I will do a shield of faith as a bonus action, which gives me plus two on my armor class. Mm-hmm. Oh, Clarence the Cleric all of a sudden. Okay. Um, and I'll take cover behind the rock boulder. Okay, I have one spell left. That could be a cure. Save the cure. We might need it. Yeah. Or it could be a fairy fire. It means we attack at advantage. Mm, tempting. It's tempting, isn't it? It is concentration. Yeah, Bugraft, by the way, that spell attack of yours was a disadvantage anyway, wasn't it? I'm Just still poisoned. poisoned. Not that it mattered, you missed anyway. So. I'm going to. Well, I don't know. I don't want to lead. I'm not. I'm not strong enough to go up there, you know, ahead of everybody. So. Well, I'm going to go in and. I want to kind of mark time where it. I am. So, so of course, if I could do those all at advantage, that would be very useful. Sometimes just that. You just really wanted that slightly lower initiative number, didn't you? Don't you? I it did. Like yeah, just slightly. Like starting is always a else. nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, sort of a yeah. nice, a nice solid, like an eleven or a. 10 or something. Well, it all depends on how fast the monsters are. Obviously, you don't yeah, want it to be true. too low that you go after the monsters, but you do want it Good to point. be low enough that you, you know, don't have to do any strategy. Yeah, don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's nowhere that I can go to that looks like I'm moving forwards, but I'm actually not. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you can move up to yeah. sort of here. You're sort of forward, yeah, but, but you've got a good yeah, line of sight. Of that, well, that's that's spreading, isn't it? So I'm going to move over the other to the southern yeah. side of that other the the other cavern. And Come on, do take... the fairy fire in it. So you're running. You're basically no, staying up on the so... mezzanine, but running into the other alcove. You, you yeah, the fairy... just so that you know, area of effect things might struggle like a bit a more. Scale. If you do John. the fairy yeah. fire on it, then <laughs> I get <laughs> attacks at advantage and Johnny yeah, well, it's can all attack right. Don't worry. All of this is... None of us need to worry because next it's <laughs> it's Alessandra. Ah, it's time for a long rest. And so there we go. I mean, well, no, um, Johnny, what is Alessandra going to do? I have a you know, feeling that she might be a little bit bolder than the others. Uh, <laughs> I was only joking. I, I wouldn't dare go anywhere near Paul's character. Well, you're not he running gave out of time. Specific instruction oh. that I can't run him. Uh, okay, are we ignoring that. Okay, well, it, well, in that case, he's like Alexandra's running in front of Barkroft and acting as a kind of shield. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> am I really? I'm Who's not really running, or am I? I'm joking. <laughs> Graham's right here. Am I? Okay. Aren't you? Oh. Okay, so she's going to, uh, I think, be surprisingly semi-bold. She jogs round to next to Parker on the other side of the cave entrance, hoping that that's got her within the range of the hand crossbow, which she just has, uh, and she'll fire her hand crossbow. Yep. Uh, hits on class 17. Which is a hit. For 10 points of damage. The the naga, the, the, the crossbow bolt, mm-hmm. stoinks through that... I mean, the naga hasn't got a neck, but in that, you know, in the coils of the naga, just below its its head, mm-hmm. crossbow bolt thump thuds into that. The naga goes <laughs> surrender, <laughs> and then wobbles, <laughs> and then just goes Alex and thumps collapses to the ground. Dies. It's a new word. Yeah, we collapses to the ground. Yeah, like dead. Mm. I, I kind of yeah. suspect it. Oh, it... Alessandra does her sort of. Victory dance. Yeah. Oh, yes. Why did she come out? Oh, why, why didn't this remain hidden? Maybe it was going to talk to us. 
<laughs> tell us some important information. Yeah. yeah. The treasure rooms. Yeah. Right, so mm. back to our long rest. <laughs> or are we, is, this, is this just too vulnerable a place to try and take a long rest? Oh, you mean with the zombies watching us from their cage on the other side of the room? I would yeah. say yes. If we were going to sneakily take a long rest, perhaps up on that ledge. But the thing is, there was a party. There was some noise in the corridor back where we came. From There's definitely been noise um, following you into the caverns that didn't sound like the Naga's slither. Yeah. Mm. It sounded like footsteps. Maybe not too many uh, individuals, but it did sound like footsteps. And the, the sort of stockade with the... Is it a compost heap? It's animals. There's, a, there's some very anemic, um, starved-looking livestock in that little pen. A couple of goats. I very talk kind to of beasts. I know what's Brawny-looking sheep. Could I talk to them? Yeah, of course you can. Of course you can, Malcolm. Of course you can, Malcolm. Right, well, I'll do a um, be- speak with animals. Hello, meadow. What's going on here? Who's looking after you? We've been having a bad time of it recently. I'm sorry to hear that. Is that that purple? Is, is he a bard? He's a, he's a bard, but don't ask him to sing. Whatever you do. Okay. <laughs> Who's looking after you? Nobody. Nobody looks after us. We just every now and again, with with one of us is taken away and eaten. By what? Uh, well, the the, the 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 thin people take us away. The thin people. Yeah. Apart from the thin people, are there any other people here? Oh, there's a very thin person. <laughs> and there's a grey person, floaty person. What's going on in the cage down there? Oh, never. I can't see. <laughs> Maybe you need to speak to Gary the goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pass me over to Gary. Well, Gary the goat is uh, there, yeah? What do you want to say? Hi, Gary. I say he's a goat. It's just a kid, really. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You're just kidding, aren't you? Holly, anything. <laughs> what, can, what would you like to know? I'd like to know. Um, I don't know. I can't think of any questions. Why is your voice going higher when my voice goes higher? What's the snake woman? What's she been oh, doing? This snake woman? What's this? I don't know what you're talking about. Good chap. Mm. Yes, this is, yeah, this is really an interesting conversation. I think, I think when Gary Geiger sat there all those years ago, <laughs> this is what he envisaged. This is what they were thinking of. I'm going to let them out. Why not? He couldn't, he couldn't articulate it at the time, which is why the rules are so kind of open-ended. <laughs> but it's all to do with t- talking with goats. Yeah. 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 I'm going to open the cage, let them out. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, thank okay. you very much. <laughs> Where that voice came from? Spread word amongst your kind that I let them let you out. <laughs> I've heard some very good things about you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they look delighted that to have been left to been let out, and they uh, they sort of scatter. Where are they going to go? They're they're slightly, they're slightly, let's be honest, they're slightly wobbly legged. They're not in the greatest of physical conditions. Be careful going down the corridor. Well, they can't understand you, Parker. It's not long before. (laughs) They probably want to stay away from the spirit guardians as well. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the spirit guardians. (laughs) Playing cards. Yeah. Okay, well, they, they just wander around. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean the sheep will follow each other, obviously. The Shoot them out of the way so we can examine the body of the um, naga. Yeah, okay. Oh, and the magician and the um, the. Well, sorcerers. you going to sort of herd them off somewhere? You're going to drive You've them. Got... Go on, Bugraff, do your thing. No, tell them they're free to go. Uh, you, you, free. Spread the word. You're free to go. Spread the word. Don't walk into spread the, the cards. Around over in the hills. Back, back to our long rest. They head off. I think a couple of them head back I'm going to roll <laughs> head back into their pen and happily sit down well I mean there's a possibility I'm going to roll one <laughs> two they head off to the southwest yeah three four they just stand around looking gormous <laughs> five six they head back the way that you came in 
past the Naga's body. Here we go, rolling a d6, rolling a four. They stand around looking gormless. Yeah, you free them, you open the pen, they just look at you like, you're. what, what are you doing? Why would we leave this <laughs> lovely pen that we saved so hard Did you to not buy? listen? I said spread the word. The word? Yes. They don't know what you mean by spread the word. They don't know about any of the is... any. They don't know about any others of their kind. They don't know what you mean by hills. Yeah. <laughs> their, their 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 total universe is this cavern. <laughs> Let's move on and uh, leave that behind uh, on the on the editing room floor. <laughs> what do you want to do next? No sound of any long hostiles. Rest. No sign Search of any your bodies. Long rest. We need. I okay. need spells. I've got one spell left. I'm going to take a long rest and eight hours of rest in this place. Is it so? Or can well, you meditate, uh, Purple? Oh no, you're in a. Asset. About on that ledge that we were fired at from near the entrance. Well, back here would be relatively obscure. Yeah, is it, I mean, if anyone comes, that we're just going to get found. Yes, we're, we're yeah. for a fight, There's... so it depends on the strength of the whatever comes. We, we could try and tackle the undead. I mean, there's, there was movement, and like I said, there's there was movement sort of from behind you, from tracking you, as it were, along your route. But that's not there's not been anything recently. I move up to the door where the undead were, and I'm going to have a peer in there. Uh, well, you can see. Uh, I think you catch a couple of undead inside the rail uh, inside the range of your of your spirit guardians. There's a couple of zombies lurking on the other side of the gate. Alessandra decides to stand in front of the gate. <laughs> okay. Can we not close the gate? Yeah, close, close the gate. it, but you can't lock it. You don't have okay. the key. The key was on one she of the... She holds uh, it closed while um, Sessions has a peer in and tries to mow them down with his spirit guardians. Okay, well, you could see a couple of... What's your range of your light spell? It's 20 foot bright, 20 foot dim, right? Dark vision. Alessandra has dark vision 60 feet, so when she's standing there, she can see the whole kind of room. Yes, Alessandra peers into this cavern. Give me a perception check, both of you, please. Alessandra, who gets oh, 10, rolls a 4, okay. gets 10. Mm, no. Not really particularly handy. Uh, sessions. What'd you get? Uh, 21. 21. Okay, you can hear whimpering from your south and east. It looks, you get the sense, Alessandra gets the sense, that this cavern that it stretches off to your south, mm-hmm. but that through a couple of narrow little apertures... It might lead off to another area, off to your east. And you can hear, Sessions, some sort of whimpering from that direction. Ooh. In the main body of this chamber, though, there are four of these zombies with large chunks taken out of their craniums mm-hmm. lurking around and looking uh, belligerent. But they're not actually, but they're not attacking. They seem to be sort of just loitering. Okay, this seems like a good set of chamber to... Um clear and actually might be a better place to hide for a long rest yeah the missing brains sounds a bit like the mind flare doesn't it Mm. it does indeed i'm going to pick it up after alessandra so parker it's your turn so i'll move up to there and i'll ask alessandra to please move take a step out of the way when you get when she gets a chance okay the next um these creatures sort of shuffle forwards the gate is closed right yeah alessandra's holding the gate closed um, I'm just going to roll. They're very dumb, these things. They're starting their... Can you tell me, if they start their turn in your spirit guardians uh, uh, session, do they take damage? Yes. The first time they enter or start their turn, it's will save DC 14. Um, it's a stretch for these uh, these creatures to make that save. But here we go. First one rolls a 12, fails. Second one rolls a 9 and fails. So they take how much damage? They take uh, 13 with my 48 saved to half. So they failed, 13, so they take 13. So they both take 13 points of damage. Um, they don't think they're particularly... Is it radiant damage? It is radiant damage. Oof. Well, I mean, they both seem quite significantly wounded just to start their turns. They seem unwell immediately. So they, they kind of reel a little bit from your spirit guardians. And then I'm going to roll intelligence checks. Well, they don't have much intelligence. First one... <laughs> two it doesn't understand what's happening to it it does understand that there's something nasty in front of it so it lurches up to the gate and it bashes against the gate that alessandra is holding closed and i think we have an opposed strength check the zombie rolls uh, a three a three a three for a total of four 
Can okay. Alessandra summon four from somewhere and keep Alessandra the gate closed? Plus four. Oh, that's saving throw. Hang on. So on a strength check, two gets a sixteen. And then the, so she holds the gate closed, and then the second zombie rolls an eight for its uh, intelligence check, which is also not enough. In fact, it's just absolutely lamentable. And it also lurches forwards and tries to bash open the gate, rolling with its strength check. Total of 12 on its strength check. That's more respectable. Mm, more respectable. Throws itself at the gate. Hodor yeah. oh. uh, rolls 14. 14. So you hold the gate closed. Uh, in the face of this assault from these zombies. Mm -hmm. The other two zombies, I'm going to roll intelligence checks for the two of them together. They're not actually in the thing. Though they roll high numbers. Uh, they steer clear of the playing cards. They're clearly smarter than your average. Yeah? And mm -hmm. uh, they sort of shuffle off out of your field of view, off down one of these little apertures towards what you presume is a, a passageway off to your left to the, uh, to the east. And we move on to Sessions Eper on 22. Okay, well, Sessions, I think, uh, will... Can they, they... They can't attack us through the gate, yeah? Is that right? They don't seem to have worked out if they can or not. It's the gate has got... Um, the bars are perhaps an inch or so apart. So not not effectively, no. Can I step backwards or do I have to withdraw to get behind uh, Hodor? No, you don't think you're threatened. You okay, can, so you I'm can... going to step back behind Hodor and yeah. um, I will do uh, Toll the Dead tumbling dice on uh, this one. Uh, on the, the one, one on, on the, the left. The one on the left, okay. It makes a saving throw, does it? A wisdom save yeah. again? It fails that wisdom save. Oh, so I get to roll some damage. It takes eight points of damage. It collapses. It expires with a gurgle. Anything else from Sessions? No, that Sessions fully done. Uncle Buggy? Uncle Buggy will move forward up to the, the gate. Yeah, you can attack through... If you've got an edged weapon or a piercing weapon, you can stab it through the bars, but you're going to be attacking at disadvantage. I mean, I've got to... He's doing that anyway. That's true, yeah. You remember, you can attack recklessly, and then you're not at disadvantage. I've used all my rages up. Oh. Oh, well, can I attack it with the frost, um, frost brand? Great axe, or do I need to use my trident? Um, the trident, the trident is the same. It's 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 no more. It's no. It's not easier to use the trident. It's, one's proddy, isn't it? Yeah, it is more proddy. It's. I mean, is it? It's a. Is it piercing damage? I think, to be honest, that you have to use the trident. Sorry to be sort of no, no, I agree. Respectively, whatever. I, can use I think that I think you've really axe. got to wield the axe. Yeah, it's a great big yeah. thing. Whereas with the trident, you can kind of prong it through thing, the gaps. I'll, yeah. I'll poke it with the trident then. Um, poke it with the trident at disadvantage. Give it a shot. So I rolled um, a nineteen and a twenty. Well, um, that's Not a hit. Criticals. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Can you make a DC thirteen? I don't know what the save is. Constitution, yeah, no, probably. Is. It failed that save. Okay, it takes another 1d6. So it takes uh, this much necrotic damage. It takes uh, one point necrotic damage. Plus yes, another uh, two, six points of normal piercing damage. And it might collapse. Uh, I was going to make a constitution save for it. It's still up, but it looks like it's reeling. Uh, and it's purple. Can I jump down from from the top of the cliff? You can jump from about anywhere from about two-thirds of the way back down. Can't really get there, can I? You move as far as you can, and that's it, right? Yeah. And Asandra, you're holding the gate closed. Yeah, no, I'll just I'll continue holding the gate closed. Okay, fine. Um, now we go on to Parker. Well, I'll do a produce flame on it. Yeah, it's got Hitting. some cover from you. Ah, oh, my class... That might 14. be a miss. Yeah. No, How it's much? a six. Sorry, armor class 11. Armor class 11 is a miss. Oh. Anything else? That's it? No, that's After it. After all that? Yeah. Okay. Um, and now it's it. Well, it collapses. It doesn't have uh, the, the spirit guardians finish it off. And you can hear some shuffling and some sort of squeals and whimpers from your south, like deeper into this sort of dark area of cavern. And it's Sessions on 22 at the top of the next round. Uh, I think Sessions going to ready an action to follow up, covering everyone with his uh, spirit guardians as the fighters move forward. Bugraft. I am going to open the door. 
I will proceed forward southwards into the chamber and look down yeah. one of these little. Bugroff seems to have turned into a copper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shall so proceed down in another fashion. <laughs> I will peer down at one of these small alcoves to the east. Uh, you've got a light spell, right? Uh, yes. Uh, you can just make out um, an area that cuts through, and you can sort of see a pillar of rock. Uh, you can hear some whimpering from down that way. I head towards the alcove. Yeah. Saying, hello, hello. Hello, 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 if I'm a policeman. <laughs> <laughs> See if there's yeah. um, anybody who needs help. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on here then? Uh, you see uh, some individuals. It looks like you found some civilians, Bugraft. They are um, pushed up against the back of the cave as you walk in. They look terrified. They look as terrified of you as anything else. I say, it's Uncle Buggy. <laughs> yeah, well, there we are. <laughs> that really uh, they, barbarian. They push themselves up against the wall of the cavern as you as you sort of as you sort of feralily stagger in. Um, I'll give them a grin with my toothless mouth. Yeah. Nice. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a couple of uh, humans. There is a male elf, and there are two girls, um, one elven and one tiefling. And they look in a state of, of malnourishment. Um, they look like they may have been affected by some kind of nutritional diseases. Not that you're um, a doctor as well as a policeman, but they look <laughs> like they are in really bad shape. Uh, pallid, they're very, very thin, and they look like... They probably tipped over the little the, that fragile boundary from sanity to insanity as a result of their ordeal, and so they're just sort of goggling at you, looking absolutely terrified. Uh, you can hear to your south, but you can't see because your light spell is not illuminating that part of the, the cavern. The shuffling of zombiness in your immediate proximity. There are two more zombies in the southern part of this other cavern. Uh, it looks like they're, they're just sort of, uh, they're going, zombie, at you. Still got movement. Move up to one and bash it with my great axe. Can I drop my trident and draw um, my axe? I think you can draw your axe as a, can't remember. Anybody know? No, it's the one free interaction, isn't it? One the free interaction. Free. Okay, so with the tri- so you're attacking okay, with I'll the trident. I'll put him with the trident then. Okay, go for it. Uh, well, it's not going to happen. Eight. Okay, a miss. Purple, herpish. It doesn't look wormy, does it, this thing? Yeah, it's absolutely seething in worms. And now you look down at your feet, the whole cavern is carpeted with worms yeah. that are rushing towards you. No, no, it's fine. So uh, I will I will um, move up behind uh, Uncle Buggy. Up behind Uncle Buggy. Uh, you can see into this cavern. You can see these uh, terrified civilians and a couple of zombies. That's it. I can't really do anything else. Move, move. To okay. Get to uh, and you sing them a song. Yeah. It's all right, civilians. Don't worry, we're here. Oh, that Vera Lynn classic. <laughs> uh, Alessandra? They start throwing themselves at the zombies. <laughs> Bite me. Bite off my ears. No, me first. <laughs> deafen me. Save me from this Please sound. just deafen me. Alessandra? Can she uh, see this zombie from there? The one that's attacking Bugraft? Yeah, yeah, she can, yes, if she moves south, yep. Yeah, so she moves south through the gate yeah. uh, into the chamber, past the first opening where Burple is, down to the second one, yeah. where she spies Bugraft being attacked by a zombie, and she gives it her um, hand crossbow. That's nice of her. It says, oh, thank you very much. It's, it's a cheap model, but never mind. shoots her, Bugraft. Yeah, she, so she fires the hand crossbow. Yeah. Hitting an armor class of 19. Yeah, that's a hit. Okay, so uh, the damage. The damage. Sur le sneak attack. Oh, I think. Yeah, with the sneak attack. So that's six normal damage and 15 sneaky attack damage. So a total oh. of uh, 21 points of oh, damage. Uh, it has to. Uh, it, I roll a dice in the background. It collapses and it is just. It just goes. With this crossbow bolt in its neck and it just collapses okay. onto the ground. Alessandra does her um, Fortnite dance. Again. Yeah. Again. That's, uh, and that's uh, pretty much her go. Parker? So Parker will basically run up all the way through the gate yeah. between the gap in the between the two chambers right up to the last of the zombies 
Yes. And then he will basically do three attacks on it. Um, oh, no. A one <laughs> again. That's one. just... Okay, now... Uh, uh, you want to gamble. Parker, I'm do you want to gamble? gamble? I mean, you lose. That's the end of your round unless you gamble. Do you want to gamble? Big decision, Parker. Big. 11 was time. a miss, wasn't it? Take your time, Parker. Gonna have to hurry you, Parker. <laughs> yes, don't. Oh, fuck it. I'll gamble. It's always going to go wrong. Okay, second attack. 10. I'm afraid we're going to have to draw a card, oh, Parker. God. Jesus Christ. We're going to draw a card from the from the critical fail deck. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to deal you a card, and you can read that out to us, please. Wide open. All creatures within five feet of you may make an opportunity attack against you. Well, it does. <laughs> it rolls to attack you. It rolls a nine. It hits armor class. This is not going to be enough. I know it's not going to be enough because it's just a hopeless. Yeah, it hits armor class 12, which is not enough with its no. opportunity attack. So do yep. I get the rest of my go now? Having no, taken... that's it. And it's this creature now. Now, this creature is going to slam at Parker. It might as well. It rolls a 10 for an arm. Uh, it hits armor class 12, which is not enough. No. And it is uh, the round of Sessions Eeper. So Sessions will step through the uh, gate, close it gently behind him, uh, walk down to sort of where Alessandra is, but not getting in the way of her shot, and uh, will cover his colleagues in the Spirit Guardians, and that will be Sessions, I think. Lovely. Bugraft, Uncle Buggy? Moving five foot south next to Parker. Okay, cool. Yep. And then I'm bashing the thing. Are yeah. you sure this, this poison hasn't worn off? Because we've had a short rest and everything. A short rest was about three or four minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because of the new short rest rules that don't work in your favour, I'm afraid, with this poison. I'm going yep. to attack it with the frost brand. Why not? Yes, go for it. So I rolled a, I rolled a 26, which Ooh. is a critical, and a 15 do you wanna, is my disadvantage. Do you critical damage or do you want to gamble? No, I, because I'm attacking disadvantage, I've got to use the 15. Oh, sorry. Yes, of course. Yeah, okay, so it's yeah, still a hit. And then I'm yep. going to bash it. So I do 14 water damage. Doesn't like that very much. It kind of goes... It doesn't die? Reels and wobbles. It doesn't die. No. I'm going to bash it again. Yeah, go for it. Uh, 15. 15's also a hit. Second time. Oh, and then I'm going to do another... 11 water damage. Yeah, okay, so it's got to make a roll. Needing a 16, rolling a 15. It is a constitution save. It's still standing. It sort of, it teeters, and it's still up. Uh, and it's Burple's turn. Well, Burple's going to move up and hit it. Yes. With his long sword. Yes. Hitting armor class 18. And it collapses. You slice its you slice its head from its neck. Yeah, I'll just roll across the Uncle floor. Buggy, you know, kind of knowing glance. Yeah, that's how it's yeah. done. Yeah, that's how it's that's done. How it's done. Yeah. Old fella, <laughs> move over, old fella. Yeah, your time has passed. Um, and then there's these. Uh, you're left with these civilians who are emphatically, f- fervently grateful for. Uh, well, I don't know. Have you rescued them, or are you going to do something awful? Yes, yeah, so give them some them. food. Okay. Yeah, very small amounts of food. I'm out my rations. Okay. How long have you been here? Tell us your stories. Uh, running a D10. The one that will speak to you, they're, in, an, they're in, a, in a very difficult state. One of them is capable of kind of communicating. It is the girl, the elven girl. She is able to tell you a pretty harrowing story of... Uh, basically a, a like a blackout yeah like a, a moment she can't remember she can remember living her normal life she lives in even star she lives in the city then that one day she sort of was going she remembers her going about her normal life and then the next thing she knows is that she was here and the others just stare at her and then stare at you as she's talking to you she manages to sort of communicate to you that there is some awful monstrosity some awful abomination some terrifying they when she mentions it she just refers to it as the creature and when she does so the others sort of reel and look really deeply disturbed she says that every now there there were more of them and every now and again this creature visits the cave and takes one of them away does it look like an octopus head yes she seems to recognize Mm, yes it's a mind flare it's called she just looks blankly at you 
Yes, a mind flare. Can we search the body of the sorceress and the naga, by the way? Did we do that? Uh, no, you hadn't searched the body of the sorceress. No, you haven't Sorcerer searched the body of the You haven't really search. done any searching around. Yeah, search. You... Search all the bodies. The pool. Yeah, search the lot. Yeah. Okay. Search so, the whole thing. Just give me an idea of where you're looking. I mean, are you searching any areas or are you just searching people? I think we should search the room with, and the pool. The pool. Yeah, and the the main chamber. Okay. And uh, what are you doing with these people? What do they want to do? I'm giving them food, reassuring them, trying to raise their spirits. I can tell them the way out, or they can wait there for us to take them out later. You you get the impression that they, certainly for the moment, it looks like they don't want to stay where they are, which they associate with sort of a dreadful ordeal. But they don't want to start, they don't know where they are, right? So they don't really want to start sort of blundering off into the, for all they know. I mean, are you explaining to them where they are? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, they butcher a goat and have fried goat, roasted okay. goat meat. Okay. The sizzle of goat meat. Uh, Gary. It's... Gary the goat. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, kid. And you're searching. Right. The naga is nothing on it. The warriors have got. Well, they're wearing armor. They're carrying crossbows, and they've got short swords that don't seem particularly interesting. Those crossbow belts have got poison on them there, haven't they? Well, they did have, yes. It looks like that poison is of a sort of... Temporary nature. Temporary nature, yeah, that's right. The the priestess is wearing scale mail, and the suit of scale mail that she's wearing looks uh, um, out of the ordinary, uh, and she's carrying a mace that looks of unusually... Sorry, of unusually fine craftsmanship the only other thing i have to report to you is that you find something in the pool nah, bottom of the pool. the pool well, three years of experience well you did actually swim down to the bottom of the pool by graft and i asked you if you were going to search among the glowing things you found there and you said that you weren't but when you <laughs> you return to the bottom of the pool you find uh, a glowing green emerald at the base of the at the bottom of the pool that seems unusual. Look through it. Geometry seeing. There maybe there's a maybe there's a what it actually reminds you of when you look at it when you when you hold it up to the well it doesn't need it. it's got its own internal light really when you hold it up when you kind of inspect it it slightly reminds you of the gems that you found on the bugbear after the drug deal that went wrong in the in the wilderness. Not these bloody um. But it's not. But it's not. It's got a sort of. It's got a sort of. Um, flickering glowing moat of light in it just like those gems but unlike their diamonds and they've got the very distinctive once you actually inspect it three um uh pointed flame symbol of the house of outsplinter this has got a more nebulous kind of green glinting glistening moat of light in the center of it so it's similar but it's not exactly the same can we use a sort of arcana or something to Identify Going into the specific that cavern effect. with the pool in it, possibly. Going into that cavern with the pool in it, you don't encounter or see any other creatures. So if there was anything following you into the caverns, they're not they're not visible now. Was this straight after the fight with the zombies, or do you take a long rest before you do all of this? Straight after. Then we straight take after. a long rest. Okay, fine. And so then you want to try and find somewhere to take a long rest, is that yes. right? Yes. Uh, are you using the caged area? It's probably not a bad place to use. Okay, are you keeping the civilians with you, or are you yes, letting them wander? Yes, okay, they stay with us, and then we're all bed down in that um, steady yep. area where you know where we just killed off the last of the zombies. Yeah, the little, so that the basically, little, yeah. if somebody comes out of the whirlpool, the you know the teleportation thing or whatever it is. Are you referring to the glowing design on the floor of the passage? Yes. Okay. So that somebody can basically keep guard on that corner. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, in that case, you are undisturbed for your long rest. You can yeah. push whatever buttons you need to push. Excellent. Oh. And and it's that uh, you were adventuring in the afternoon, early evening right. of weekday, the 24th of Fumbulary. So I'm saying that it is now the early hours of the morning of Thump Day, the 25th of Fumbulary. Okay. And what do you want to do? Just a quick question: the area with the with this glowing are you heading that te- way? Teleporty thing. I was just asking why we were searching there. I noticed on the map 
that the area you've blocked off, it looks like there might be a corridor continuing after. It does the... continue, but um, somebody's got to head off and take a light source or dark vision and look that way. Well, if I go and stand at the edge of that corridor, I can look all the way down. You see, Parker, as you peer down the corridor that's got this strange symbol on it. I'll give you a proper description in a second. That the passageway continues to the southwest to the extent of your dark vision and then seems to sort of take a slight right turn and open out a bit. You've got the sense that it's opening out into a larger area at the, at the end. Yep. Ooh, wow. But halfway down this uh, length of um, uh, passageway, this tunnel, there is a strange symbol on the floor. Uh, all you've seen so far of it is it, as it were, as it highlit, backlit the warriors that you were fighting who were running out of that area. Yep. Right. But now you can see it properly, and I can tell you a bit more about it. It looks very like the symbol that you saw on the letter that you found in the effects of Telarkin, the doppelganger crime lord that was from a mystery figure asking Telarkin to, you, you infer from the letter, to deal with you. Yep. And it's the same as the symbol that was on the belt buckle of the Mind Flayer that Bugraft glimpsed as he dived mm-hmm. off the pedestal into the water room when you were escaping from yeah. the fight with Talarkin. So it's it's the same, it's stylized, but it's basically the same symbol. Right. Uh, Bugraft, you're going to run up behind Parker, you're looking down this corridor. Correct. Well, so the first thing, we have a slight duty of care yeah, to I'm these civilians. Yeah, I'm them out. The thing is, there's, there's the spores on the way out. Yes, yeah, so the civilians, mm. we can't just leave them to themselves, then they'll have a yeah. bad time. I think we should investigate the exit. Well, we, we can quickly cover that, if you like. Mm-hmm. Should we work out what the treasure does? Yes, we should do that too. Ooh. Say to the I century. Love, I love your use of the word treasure. Mm-hmm. You mean magic. Well, let's, let's, let's run through uh, well, things in a sequence. We don't know that it's magic yet, do we? Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? You don't encounter anyone. I'm going to say that since anyone who has passed successfully or unsuccessfully oh. through the yellow mould area on the way in yes, mm-hmm. can remember enough about how they got across to not have okay. to make rolls on the way back out. When you get back to street level, it takes you about 15 to 20 minutes to sort of get them through the sewer system and back up to the street where you had originally came in. They don't look like they're... They, I mean, the, 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 the most together of them, the girl, she's okay. I mean, she doesn't seem to be completely befuddled. It's the early hours of the morning. It's dark and quiet on the street when you when you crack the manhole cover pop up to the surface you can hear the occasional individual moving about but the barking of dogs and so forth but really not much else the most together of them the girl she seems kind of okay with the fact that she's out in a street and she understands that she's in the city and she may even look like there's a there may be even be a spark of recognition in her environment the others look like they just have no idea they don't know their names and they don't know what their families are so there is no way that you could sort of say well we'll take you home first or anything like that and she sort of remembers quite a bit of her former life but she doesn't really know look like she knows where she would go next for example if you said well off you go then she would just stand there and look at you maybe Eligos who sent us here in order to investigate this thing may be able to ask them questions that would be helpful in learning about this cult yeah well so I mean, would you like to do that how long does it take to get from where we are to Eligos's ooh about across the uh, it's a probably a 20 minutes half hour walk something like that with okay, them so that's reasonably close we take them there yeah okay so you walk through the city with these individuals yeah it's gonna make a couple of rolls uh, i mean mostly the streets are deserted the chances of you finding anyone in authority are slim and uh in fact you're fine you don't encounter anybody that kind of casts you a second glance uh, you get to the gates of Elagos's house. You pull on the a bell pull. Uh, her elderly servant appears. Uh, you can explain that you've rescued these individuals and can they be given shelter? And that's yep. fine. You don't meet Elagos, who is probably okay. well. And then yep. we head back. Sleeping. And then you head back. That right. takes you about an hour and a half in total. Burple, you've been sitting there for an hour and a half before you hear the sloshing of your companions yep. returning. Yep. Yep. What do you want to do now? You've successfully rescued these people. Let's deal with the treasure. Might be useful. Who wants some chainmail? 
Not me. There's scale mail. There's, okay. a, there's some scale mail, there's a mace, and there's this glowing gem. We do a ritual detect magic. That takes ten minutes, so we should work out at least that... All three of them are magical. Yeah, that's what we thought, but we know that now. You identify, you just sit with them, don't you? I think if you... An item that requires attunement, uh, you learn its properties when you attune to it. I think you you do when you when you kind of play around with it, but I think there's an there's a few alternatives. Does anybody know the rules for identifying items? We really, really need to narrow, narrow this down. It doesn't work. It doesn't work very well for three e, five e. What do you well, mean? I think you can just attune to it, and you know what it does. I mean, some magical items are silly. indistinguishable from their non-magical counterparts, whereas each uh, other magic items display their magic nature conspicuously. Whatever magic item's appearance, handling the item is enough to give a character sense that something is extraordinary about it. Discovering a magic item's properties isn't automatic, however. The identify spell is the fastest way to reveal an item's properties. Alternatively, a character can focus on one magic item during a short rest while being in physical contact with the item. At the end of the rest, the character learns the item's properties as well as how to use them. Potions are an exception. A little taste is enough to tell the taste of what the potion does. Fine. Okay. Well, That's we're going to handwave that. That's lame. Because, um, we're going to handwave that. So, Burple, you could have been left, I'm not sure that they would have done this, with the, with the items while they were away. And you can spend the time that they spent rescuing the civilians. You can spend uh, concentrating, uh, trying to get a sense of all of these different um, yeah. objects and what uh, they basically, do basically it's, it's terrible so I got mugged and uh, I, I don't have these items anymore I threw them away they're worthless I fed them to the, I fed them to the sheep yeah um, the items are uh, so what the, the the scale mail is adamantine scale mail useful for somebody who wears uh, armour as a sort of generality but effectively it means that you are immune to critical hits so it's a little bit like what we would call fortification armor. And what armor class is? Is, is there any bonus on the scale? There's mail no, no. There's no bonus. So it's just the same armor as standard scale mail, but Which you're immune to criticals. What does anybody know? No, I mean somebody would have uh, to. Scale mail is good. Scale okay. mail. Somebody, is good. somebody look that up. Four. If you, yeah, scale if mail you is wear, good. It's heavy armor. It's heavy armor, yeah, it's isn't it? Or plate. medium. So if you wear heavy armor. No, I'm not interested in that one. Right, okay. It's also a great big thing to carry around, but you have got a bag of holding. The mace is a plus one mace of spell storing. You can actually hear the sound of Graham exhaling. <laughs> so why have you put an item down specifically for Graham? It's disgraceful. I don't put the items down. Disgraceful. <laughs> um, uh, you have to... It, email yeah, Jason Bullman, who wrote the adventure. But you're running it. You could have changed it. Mm-hmm. You changed a lot of other stuff. Yeah. If you want, I can message him. You should have anticipated we had Graham running a cleric. What you tend to find, of course, is that the items that you get down these things do tend to play into the needs of the kind of classic Mm. classes more than others. I mean, you never find musical instruments. Uh, You never find... Yeah, right? But anyway. So, yes, it's a mace of spells storing plus one. It can contain at any point three levels Mm. of spells. It's got two slots occupied by a whole person spell. Yep. And then the final thing is this uh, gem. It's an elemental gem. It's a water elemental gem. Let me tell you about uh, what an elemental gem does, because I don't think you recognize it. The elemental gem (laughs) is a one-use item. It contains a mote of elemental energy. When you use an action to break the gem, an elemental is summoned as if you would cast the conjure elemental spell, and the gem's magic is lost. And it's an emerald, which means that it cool. summons a water elemental. There you are. Those are your three items. Are you going to hand them out just on the fly? That's my suggestion, yeah. We hand them out on the fly for the moment, and then we crack on down this corridor. What do you want to do? So my suggestion would be we give the mace to Graham yep. for spell usage, and because that means, you know, ED spells or whatever you can cast in there. Uh, I'll look after the gem. Okay, so Bugroff's going to look after the gem. You give the mace to Graham and the armour. Is anybody going to put it on or are you going to put it in the bag of holding? I didn't wear heavy armour. I'm a bard. I'm wondering whether it's more sensible to give Burple the gem. Okay. Well, because Burple's like more likely to be in a position to be able to use it rather than Bugraft or the monk who are going to be in melee combat. Burple takes the gem, Sessions takes the mace and the armour. Bag of holding. Alessandra. Okay, can Alessandra fine. use it, Graham? Uh, what's no, Alessandra, Alessandra can emphatically it's not heavy use it. Armor. She can, okay. but it would, yeah. Remove sneak attack. Bag of holding. I can stick it in the bag of holding. Yeah, yeah it's in the bag of holding. Okay, okay. on we okay. go. So what are you going to do? 
so you're going to push into this corridor. Are you looking at this corridor? Yes. And well, I've described we're... it to you before, Parker. So there's a passageway. There's a there's a purple radiance coming from this sort of coiled tentacle symbol on the floor. The passageway leads about 40, 50 feet. I uh, presume that you can go past this symbol without actually having to... Step on it? Yes, step there's on it. space around it. Uh, it's actually not so big that you could just hop over it. Right. Well, I'm not going to hop over it. I'm going to okay. go around it. But I'm going to cautiously move forward down the passageway, yep. um, say, to about 10 feet past the symbol to begin with and see what I can see. Parker's going to do that. What about um, Bugraft is in the entrance of the passageway. Burple's just behind him. Alessandra and Sessions, where are you going to be? Yeah, when, um, Sessions is going to be starting to follow up. Alessandra, I guess, will be up towards the front, sneaking along. Okay, so Alessandra and Bugger off at the entrance of the passage. Burple and Sessions hanging back. Parker cautiously moving forward. Cautiously moves through the passageway. Alessandra will the edge of the follow symbol on the floor. Parker, because yep. she likes the surprise uh, thing. Alessandra will follow the passageway down. As you're passing this symbol on the floor, Parker, with Alessandra close behind you, you realise that the symbol on the floor, nothing happens. It's uh, It seems to be just cosmetic only. It's sort of shifting uh, colours, spiralling, tentacle design. But there is another symbol, a symbol that you didn't see, a symbol that had been masked from you, that's on the ceiling. And as you step past the symbol on the floor, the symbol on the ceiling is triggered. Oh, and there is a burst of energy that washes over you and Alessandra. And mm. we will find out what that does next week. Oh, it's a cliff no. of warning. As ever, Parker walks straight into it. <laughs> <laughs> The Billowing Hilltop Podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Hall of Harsh Reflections and Age of Worms are copyright by Zoe. The Hall of Harsh Reflections was written by Jason Bullman. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! Let's have initiative. Four, seven, eight, seventeen, eighteen, eleven. Starting with Marzana. Ducks through the door to the south. Parker. Up the ladder and along the causeway. Burple. I can just get out of the room. Sessions. I'll follow uh, Burple. Bugraft. Down the corridor till I'm standing by the toilet. Alessandra. Ready to action just to shoot at something. Marzana runs through the door to the south. Go up to the double doors. The floor gives way underneath you. 20. You just manage to not topple in. So yeah. I'll, I'll open the door. It's empty. Burple. Move up to the door. Open it. Empty. Sessions. Move up to the other side of the door. I will ready tumbling dice. Uncle Buggy. Opening those doors and peering in. Is anybody in there? Hester Testapod is in there. <laughs> Boom. Off goes the fireball. Port dice. Eight from Burple. Okay, oh my key nice. Saved. I made my save using my orc dice. Uncle Buggy. Critical save. He does. Oh, Ouch. Oh, still alive. <laughs> points of damage. Alessandra, you use your radiant action to ping an arrow through the burning fireball. Oh, <gasps> points. Bugraft, you're still moving. Two attacks, my adequate sword. 15. Is a miss. Nice. 26. That is a hit. 13 points of damage. I go. Alessandra. Hitting arm class 23. 10 points of piercing damage. Parker. Fist of unbroken air. He fails that saving throw. Oh, no. 20 points of damage. Nice. And he is knocked up to the wall and he's prone. I'll do a dissonant whispers on him. Okay. First level. Uh, he makes that save. Seven points. A session zeeper. Tumbling dice. Makes that save. Hesty Testapod. Parker. Alessandra. Bugraft. DC 15. Wisdom saving throw. 16. Oh, 12. 19 in total. Alessandra is affected by a slow spell. Yeah. Bugraft on 11. Add seven to this. There's a hit. 
14 point of damage with the first hit. 18 is a hit. 17 points of damage. Alison. 18. Exactly what you needed. 11 points of damage. Parker, it's your turn. Finish him. Oh, is it? Oh, oh. no. Natural one. We're going to gamble. Oh, oh, God, this is oh. ridiculous. Armor class nine. Next one, 18. Oh, How much damage? Uh, eight points of damage. Eight points of damage is not enough. 20. Nine points of damage. Oh, come on. You put your fist through his face. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, comes I out the other side and you hurt your knuckles on the wall. <laughs> 